Destroy! 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 Company! Destroy! 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 Company! Destroy! Destroy! Company! Destroy! Destroy! Company! Destroy! 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 Company! Hello, hello, one, two, three, one, two, three. Now I can hear. Fantastic. Great. The miracle of... Technology. Science. Science is technology. Is technology not an application of science? I mean, if you're going to be that specific about it... I am. If you're going to be that nitpicky about it... I am. Okay. Great. We're here now. This is the show. This is Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy. With science. With science. I mean, a lot of these comedians, very atheists. It's true. With religion, with creationism versus evolution, their evolution all the way. It's true. That that is the basis of a lot of comedy. Uh, so there's God doesn't exist. Classic. Yeah. Classic gag. Um, One of the greats. Uh, there's um, how how could how could this have happened in six days? The whole creation thing. Do you want to hear my impression of an anti-religious comedian? Yeah, I'd love to. What? Is like you know Christians. They're so they're so like you know they're not they're sort of in their head, aren't they? I love that your impression of an anti-religious comedian wasn't just an abstract abs, uh, anti-religious comedian. It was an impression of a very specific anti-religious comedian. <laughs> who who was it? Uh, it, it <laughs> R asterisk C K Y G asterisk R V A asterisk S is what I think. I could have been one of a number, but I think it was that specific anti-religious comedian. Well, that's just what they all sound like, right? It is, it's true. They they've found a role model and they've all followed that role model. It's really ironic, isn't it, for a group of anti-religious comedians to hold one specific anti-religious comedian up as a, a as a messianic figure. He holds himself up as a sort of messiah type. I've figure. seen the photos. Seen the photos. I've seen the classic microphone as as crucifix photo. It's a it's a classic, isn't it? I, isn't it a wacky and edgy? I love it. It's 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 saying he doesn't care. Mm, mm. He doesn't ha- care who he offends. He doesn't care. Does this offend you? Yeah, I think. You know, I I think I think if you're listening to this and 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 if you're like you know if you're offended then 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 fuck you, basically because uh, I'm right and you're wrong. Like that that I don't write the rules. I I, I tell the jokes. <laughs> you can say he writes the jo- the jokes. The I joke- write the jokes, not the rules. Not the rules to the jokes. To the jokes. I, I didn't make up the rules of comedy. I just enforced them because I'm great at comedy. Also, comedy has no rules. It's true. Comedy has no rules except the rule of threes. 
Yes. That's a rule that comedy has. And don't don't harass me on Twitter. Don't harass me on Twitter. I will look myself up even if you haven't mentioned me, allegedly, <laughs> in Minecraft. <laughs> don't at him. Don't at the man. Don't at the man. That's another rule of comedy. <laughs> don't at the man. Don't at the man. Uh, unless that man is <laughs> Graham Linehan, who won't see it because he's been blocked off Twitter. For <laughs> own. Sorry? But Maroon, he's been blocked off Twitter. He, well, he's been deleted off Twitter. Sure. They got they got rid of his account. Uh, See, what they did is he wrote all that stuff against the computers. That's right. That's and the, now the computers don't like him. That's exactly who he wrote all that stuff about against. <laughs> that's exactly the group of people that he was targeting as computers. That's right. <laughs> I could make a dot connection... A, a, a dot connection. A dot connection about computers. Uh-huh. Go on. And non-binary oh, stuff. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. I get it. I get it. But Binary. I won't do it. Yep. We're I'll just, this. I'll just, I'll just say I could have done it. That's right. And, and pat that, myself on te- the back for not doing Technically, that's not doing the joke. That's right. That's yes. another rule of comedy. Yes. Yeah. Great. Wait, you know, for, we've found a lot of rules of comedy here. That's why it should be destroyed. I, I agree. I agree. Destroy it. How's that mission going since last time I was on the podcast? Well, you can almost get get the, get the sense, but that's not really the mission of the show. Okay. Okay. And that I never said I was out to destroy comedy. It's people assume that I was out mm. to destroy comedy because that's what I called the show. Ah. So you called the show Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy in an ironic subversion where you aren't actually trying to destroy comedy. You are lampooning the image of yourself that people have created that, that, is, that Ross Purdy destroys comedy. But actually, Ross Purdy loves comedy. Ross Purdy does comedy. Some would say. I would say. I would say that what I do... <laughs> It's highly Shakespearean tragedy. Okay. I mean, Shakespeare wrote comedies. He had a lot of jokes in his stuff, he, he too. He did. I mean, even in his... Get this spot out! That, that was, fu- that was that, really that funny, because there, like, there was a dog in, in the room. There was a the murdered time. body. Famously, Macbeth had a dog <laughs> that Lady Macbeth was allergic to. And she was like, get the spot out. Get out, damn spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, I, I, and she kept sneezing and she, she kept, kept sneezing. sneezing and sneezing. And that's what ultimately gave them away. You know what? You know what, Macbeth? If you became king, you could enforce... All the smart people to make some sort of allergy medication for me. That's so right. So we could sp- keep the spot. Science. Exactly. And it all comes back. It all comes Welcome back to Welcome to science. the show, Ben Volchok. Thank you very much. This may... I'm out to set to break the record for the longest introduction ever. <laughs> the longest cold open. Longest cold open. Why is it called a cold open? Because it's pretty not warm. It's not hot. Mm. Like a hot, a hot open is when it's you know starts with the credits and everything. That's really hot theme music. Get you but, going. But it's a cold open because it's it's it, it's out throws you out into the cold, which arguably you could say it throws you into the fire. So it might be a hot open. So it's a great question to ask. We could look it up. Do you want me to look it up or remain remain a mystery? I think the mystery. Okay. 
You have chosen mystery. I've chosen mystery. Fantastic. All right. If you're listening to this and you'd like to find out why a cold open is called a cold open, look it up. Look it up while you're listening to this. While you're listening to this. And then we'll seem like chumps for not looking it up. Actually, go back back about seven minutes Uh to the beginning of this. That's right. Look up, look up why they, why what cold opens, why they are cold open, uh-huh. and you won't miss anything because you're just really listening to what you've already listened to, and it, it'll be great because you'll you'll be two steps ahead of us. Yeah, in that case, and uh, it, oh no, it'll it'll be one because this step cancels it out because we already were aware that you're going to be a step ahead, so it cancels out. So actually, you're just going to be one step ahead of us, and that step is knowing what a cold open is and why. Not knowing what a cold open is, we all know what a cold open is, but why is it called a cold open? Does it have anything to do with freezers, Ross? I think the first cold open. What was the first ever cold open? The first cold open involved a freezer. Ah, it could have. And it's like a, it might have been one of those like investigation shows and it starts up in like the morgue and they open it up and, and there's a dead body in there and it's like, oh, who killed the dead body? And it's ba ba bum ba bum ba bum credits. Well, actually, the first ever show was <laughs> Columbo. The first ever show was Columbo. With the cold open. Oh, okay, With right. the cold open. So when he opened up the freezer, saw the dead body, mm, mm. the person who opened it up was the person who did it. Ah, what, Columbo? Columbo himself. People don't know this. The first episode of Columbo, Columbo is the murderer. Yeah, I mean, that's a, it's a pretty bold premise. That's a bold open, if I may say so. Uh, to, to start a show where, I mean, this was like miles ahead, years ahead of, what was it, Dexter? Where he was a murderer or something, uh, or Hannibal, uh, because I, I think I think it, it it sets this up where not only does he solve murders, but he is a murderer. I mean, back in the day, that was really revolutionary. Now it's been done to death, but you know, Peter Falk, what a genius! What a genius! Dexter ripped them off. I, absolutely, so hot. even with the ice stuff. The, the ice first, stuff. The first season yeah. was the ice truck killer. And it was a cold open. And it had the cold open. Because it was an ice truck. Yes, and he was in an ice truck. A nice truck. Was it a nice truck, was it? It was a nice ice truck. A nice ice truck. And he was talking about how he has a dark passenger. Uh, and it's like he's driving around. He's got like a quack, dark... Quack, 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 quack. <laughs> dark passenger. <laughs> People don't know this, but Dexter's dark passenger was a duck. Was a duck. It, it told a, him to kill. Uh, a tall duck stranger. Now, this other guy, <laughs> he had a rabbit telling the world's going to end. Dexter has a oh, duck yeah. saying, Donnie Darko, kill. that's right. Donnie Ducko. <laughs> it was originally going to be a duck. Donnie Ducko. Yeah. Do you think Donnie Darko was a reference um, to, the, to the film slash play Harvey, where James Stewart is hallucinating a giant rabbit? Definitely. Okay, cool. Moving on. I've been very hard and adamant on this. Uh-huh. That... People think he's crazy. People think Jimmy Stewart's crazy. He's like, oh, it's, it's Harvey. It's Harvey. He's a, he's a rabbit. Uh, he's, uh, oh, uh, you, you, you mean you can't see Harvey? He's a rabbit. He's, you can't miss him. He's six foot tall. And people are like, what's next? He's going to tell this guy that the world's going to end. The world's going to end, and then there's, there's going to be a plane crash. Spoilers. Uh, what, was the, what was the guy's name who, who made that film, Donny Darko? What was, it, what was his... He, he, I can't remember his name, but he made another. Have you seen Southland Tales? 
No. Earlier this year. It's it's bizarre. I think I think you'd really enjoy it. Is it Richard Kelly? Richard Kelly. That's is the it. One. I know it's Richard something. It's Richard Kelly. That's yep. it. All right. Richard Kelly. Yeah, he made Southland Tales. It's bizarre. It's a it's a ride. I think you'd really enjoy it. All I know of him is that he appeared in this documentary about Alejandro Dodorsky's failed Dune. Oh movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the 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 Dune. Yeah. Yeah, and and he's just wearing a poncho for some reason. <laughs> I mean, why not? And it's, it's yeah. probably raining. Yeah, it was raining. <laughs> there was no roof when he filmed those talking heads. Mm, I know. David Byrne was out there being like, give me an umbrella. Well, he fought the giant suit. Uh-huh. Initially would stop the rain. Mm, mm. But it turns out. That was a Creedence Clearwater Revival song. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't stop the rain. Who'll stop the rain slash... Have you ever seen the rain? Have you ever seen the rain? And that's actually about Vietnam. It is, because the rain was bullets. Probably. Or it's, it was just a rainy city. Hey, I mean, we, brought up the, we brought up the world ending. We did. And we you, did. you had a show. I do, yeah. Upcoming, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Sometime soon. Uh, in, the, in the next... It's meant to be happening a week from now. Literally a week from now. Um... But with this, with the news of Melbourne's snap lockdown, that's uh, probably not, but not yet officially uh, indefinitely postponed. Um, although I am, I am meant to be doing it again in October at some point. Uh, but who knows when when anything is going to happen? Really, I mean, you, we should be happy. The end of the world has been postponed. The end of the world has been postponed. You're all welcome. Uh, This was my doing. I moved it a little bit back, so just so we can watch a few more episodes of The Sopranos. I have been watching a lot of that lately. Yeah, I'm um, my my partner. My partner and I have been watching. um, We're up to season three. So am I. What the hell, Ben? What the hell? Have you been watching? Have you been watching what we're watching and then being like, I need to watch what Ben watches, uh, just so I can surprise him and spook him on the show? Well, I was thinking in the back of my head, you know, what can I watch? What can I watch? Uh-huh. What's Benny Volchok gonna yeah, watch? I bet yeah. he's watching The Sopranos. Mm, mm. Well, I am. Uh, uh, we yeah, we're up to see, the last episode we watched was the first episode of season three, where the the trying to. Trying to bug his house. Sure. Okay. I'm a little ahead of you, Ben. Okay. No spoilers. No, uh, no spoilers. I won't spoil. No spoilers. I accidentally spoiled myself because I was trying to find a YouTube clip. Then ah. I looked at the comments and I'm like. No. Nah, never do it. Never do it. I, I found there's there was something about The Sopranos where it was like. Um, oh, yeah. It was because there's, there's that film coming out, which is purportedly a Sopranos prequel. Yeah. And I've I've been trying to avoid any mention of that just just in case they're like, oh, I wonder if they're gonna address blah blah blah. And it's like, oh no, what this guy dying? This guy dying? I don't want to know that yet. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, world with world ending a bit later, so you can finish binging The Sopranos. Twenty years too late. Hey, that's just me. That's what I do. I talk to, I say to all my friends, don't hype to me something brand new. I agree. I wait 20 years. That way, you know, it stand the test of time. That's right. If people are still talking about it 20 years later, you know, it's worth watching, right? I mean, I don't know, maybe not, but 
that's what I, I I never watch stuff while it's going on with some certain exceptions uh, but yeah I, I I haven't seen a lot of those shows like the big the big big shows I haven't haven't seen those shows neither have I are we the same person Ben I don't know um, all right think of a number uh, one two three. Four. Seven. Okay, we're not the same person. Okay, well, there you go. Great, fantastic. Moving on. So. Solving so many so many issues here. We really are. And last time you were on the show, uh-huh. I'm trying to remember something that happened the last time you were on the show. I'm pretty sure we talked. We, I, did we talk about, uh, like, porn shops or something like that? You run the dirty movie business. When I run the dirty movie business. Yeah, that's right. And as we all know, everything that's said on this show is 100% authentic 100% and real. 100% true. Yeah. Uh, don't bother looking it up. Don't bother looking I, it up. I know I said before, look up what a cold open is, but don't do that uh, because nothing on this show is... I mean, everything on this show is... Moving on. If you're a big enough fan that you have listened... <laughs> To 72 episodes of this nonsense. You know where you stand with this show at this yeah, point. That's right. You will. You know what to expect, and that's the unexpected. Sure. And sometimes... <laughs> sometimes the two little dickheads steal my show. Oh, yeah. How was that? Ugh, awful. Was it? It was awful. They stole oh, my show. They stole it. Where did they take it? They... They, they said they manifested it away from me. Okay. So I, I had to call them up. Right. And call them out on it. So you had to call them up and ask, say, hey, dickheads, um, give me my show back. Um, yeah. I was like, what, does, what's, what is this? What are you, what are you doing? Um, they were probably just feeding it to their cats. Probably. It's what they do. They were doing their silly nonsense. Yeah. Classic Shani and Dave. Uh, uh, you know me. I don't do that. I don't do anything silly. I'm one hundred percent true. Straight, straight down the line. Barrel of the gun, lock stock, two smoking barrels. Guy Ritchie, straight man. Yeah. Straight to hell, Alex Cox. Yeah. Who? <laughs> Never mind. Uh, you out referenced me, Ben. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Are we sure we're not the same person? Oh, apparently we're sure because I okay, just yeah, said sure. a reference that you didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen Straight to Hell, but I have seen. Have you seen Repo Man? I've seen a Repo Man take all my stuff. <laughs> well, close enough. That also is, I think, about the end of the world. It's, it's stunning, stunning. Miracle is... Mile. It's another film about the end of the world. What's your obsession with the end of the world? Well, it's happening, isn't it? Is it, though? It's very gradually, but yeah, it is. The, the world, from its inception, has been hurtling towards conclusion. And that's why you wanted to put together another show. Yeah. A bunch of people. bunch of people. Have some cool stuff happening. What cool stuff would you have planned to have happened? Well, so, so the show that uh, was meant to be going on next week, slash maybe is still going, I, I don't know, uh, TBA, um, the show is um, a, a, like a comedy variety show plus a dance party at the end. And it's called Apocalypse Wow. Sure. My, is that based off that uh, Apocalypse Now sequel I'm going to do? The, the, the Vietnam 2? The no. Vi- Vietnam War 2? It's Apocalypse Now 2. Apocalypse Now, ne- Apocalypse Later. 
now it's the apocalypse. Uh-huh. It's a musical. The okay. songs are going to be written by Kit Richards. Oh. The screenplay is going to be written by Martin Dunlop. It's going to be directed okay. by the Catsick Blues guy, starring the Catsick Blues guy. Uh huh. Is this real? Is this happening? <laughs> In the, wor- in the world of his podcast, it's happening. Yeah, okay. All right. I see. Well, I'm happy to uh, a script edit and um, potentially, I don't know, uh, do sound editing. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it's not to do with that, although this also does have musical numbers. Uh, it's not particularly about the Vietnam War, which mm. would have felt like an apocalypse. No that I think about it. Yes. Uh, no, this is about the end of the world. The, whatever form that may take. Um, this show is very heavily climate-themed, but I I imagine there's also a lot of other things that were... Well, not I imagine. There were a lot of other things that we brainstormed about what other potential ends of worlds there are. I mean, nuclear is always one popular one, but even things down to, like, what paradigms, what systems... Uh, propping up this society that is leading us into destruction. And that sounds like a heck of a lot of laughs. It's really funny. It's going to be really funny. And there's a dance party at the end. Do you throw an orange at someone at some point? Uh, I'd love to, but I don't. No. See, now you can't do it. Why? Because I I have a bit of a sort of a copyright... On apocalyptic themed shows where an orange gets thrown orange. at an audience member. Ah, well, I'm not doing that, so you can you can rest assured. Well, now I can't do it because it puts me in the bad books of festivals. Oh, yeah. Festivals. <laughs> do it outside of a festival. Sure. Next time I will. It, it's, yeah. I, festivals, allegedly a thing of the past. Well, are they dying or are they not dying? No comment. No comment. Off, on the record, no comment. On the record. But, uh, also, but also... They're dying could... in the sense that everything, everything is, is dying. dying. So, the whole world is dying. Yes. So as a, you can say that. Yeah, I can say that. Uh, but also, you know, I would say do your show whenever you like, Russ. I was going to do a show outside. You were going to do a show outside of the a week after your one, and yeah. now with this impending lockdown, I imagine it's going to get moved back. Yeah, so. probably. Pend- pandemic-ing. Sure. Pending. Post-pandemic. Look, I'm not Kanye West. I don't love lockdown. Why does Kanye West love lockdown? See, that's a genius reference, because he has a song called Love Lockdown. Does he? Yes. Ah, I don't listen to Kanye West. You don't? No. What's your problem, man? <laughs> I just have no interest in that, man. What? You're not interested in the hits? What hits? I mean, sure, everyone knows him because of the hits, but you, you get into the deep cuts, man. So tell me, tell me about Kanye West. Why should I listen to Kanye West? He keeps it true. Does he, though? He's one of the most self-absorbed, uh, deluded men that I've ever seen. Sure, everyone likes to say that, but if you want to succeed in this creative arts industry, don't you need mountainfuls of self-belief? Self-belief, sure, but self-delusion? Hmm, what's the difference, Ben? I think self-belief is, uh, it's, it's a sort of fundamental acknowledgement of who you are. 
and your place in the world. But I think self-delusion is when you start disconnecting that from reality. <laughs> okay, so how is how is Yeezy? How is Yeezy deluded? <laughs> I mean, you know, the fake calls himself Yeezy. No, I think that's fine. You can have a nickname that you give to yourself. Uh, Every rapper does it. That's right. That's Why are you going to shit on him for that? That's true. That's true. I think the delusion comes from this. I'm pretty sure Jay-Z gave him that too. Jay-Z, Yeezy. Okay, I see the connection. Uh, so, okay, see, even, that's fine. You know, someone else gave him that nickname. That's not self-delusion. That's that's what you do. You follow it. If someone else gives you a nickname. I think it mainly comes from, you know, this sense of superiority that that, that he has. Isn't he very Superior. Isn't he in a way? I think it's all relative. It is all about the relatives. That's right. With, we're all, with we're all related. With, with Kanye. Fam- I'm related to Kanye. Family business. You're related to Kanye. Everyone's related. Sure. You know that thing of like if you if you go back far enough, everyone's re- like okay. So here he, you you have that thing of like you were made by like two people made you, and four people made those two people, and eight people made those. You know, there's there's that thing, and then so eventually, like there's more people. If you if you extrapolate from how many, like if it goes four, eight, etc. Eventually, if you extrapolate, you end up with more people than there are on the planet, and so there's that have ever lived on the planet. And so by that logic, at some point, everyone was related. And which means that everyone still is related. We're all one species, you know, Ross? We're all one. So what you're saying, Ben, is... We're just all one. Incest is okay. Is that what you're saying right now? As the proprietor of of the dirty movies, uh, I believe that's illegal. So I'm going to say no. Ah, yes. You're going to add a step in front of it, then it's okay. Step, that's right. It's step... Incest. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Step incest, absolutely okay. It's not really real incest. It's not really real incest. Uh, it's step incest. It's w- incest once removed. Sure. Yeah. Not in. Yeah. In the eyes of the law, I believe that there's nothing stopping it. It's trickier when it becomes parents because then there's a degree of, uh, like duty of care that is being violated. When mm-hmm. it's siblings, uh, I I believe as the proprietor of the dirty movies, uh, the legislation states that if it's siblings and it's step, then it, then then there's no extra level of duty of care. It's just two people hanging out, sometimes hanging in. Uh, but <laughs> okay, uh, okay. Anyway, so. And and you're a very clean cut dirty movie businessman, right? Uh, I buy the books. You don't do that classic teacher student thing because you're like, no, well, duty he's, of care. He's breaching his duty of care. I, if he I does agree. That. There's there's a special there's a special sub clause. If you if you want to get that stuff, it comes with a a warning saying warning breach of duty of care included in this video, and that's like. That's that's some real like it comes with a proviso that you've seen uh, a, a mental health professional 
uh, and, and acknowledge that this is the type of stuff that you seek out? What, what kind of pleasure pain responses is this triggering in you? Uh, what kind of, you know, past experiences is this dredging up that you need to seek uh, pornography that includes the, the breach of duty of care um, and if a psychiatrist or a psychologist or any other mental health professional has decreed you with uh, and, and it's okay basically a note from your doctor saying it's okay for you to watch this stuff then we can rent it out but otherwise it's strictly no breaches of duty of care wow that is a lot to wrap my head around uh, you're welcome and you know the dirty movie business, they're not big fans of wrapping things around their heads. Well, that's a special subcategory. Yes. Again. <laughs> what were we talking about? We were talking about the end of the world. End we of the world. A- end of the world and end of the live entertainment industry. Yeah, live entertainment, it's a dead, it's a dead art form. Yeah, are you moving into dead entertainment? Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, saying hi to the corpses, making them laugh. Well, I'm joining the dead Kennedys. Are you? Yes. They need a new lead singer. Yeah. Because the because uh, Je- what's his name? Jello Biafra. Yeah. Uh, is did didn't he say something recently that was bad? Is he cancelled? Did Jello Biafra get cancelled? No, he hasn't. Be- he hasn't sung for them for a very long time. Oh I really? Get, I think they have a new lead singer that said something that's cancelled. Peanut butter G- Biafra. Probably. Okay. Jello Jello was the progressive one. He oh, was, was the he? one that was. Now, without him, they're, like, sharing Trump stuff and no, stuff. No, see, that's what I thought. I, I, I was wondering about that because I saw that, and I was like, hang on. And then I saw I didn't realize he'd split from them. Okay. Very that, long time ago, Jello was sense. the more... Oh, yeah. He was the filthy leftist. He was the... Writing their Nazi, lyrics. Nazi punk's fuck-off guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which, great sentiment. Great sentiment. Yeah. That's why I agree with him. Yeah. Good, good on Jello. Well, yeah. so, so why? So you're, you're going to join the Dead Kennedys in an attempt to revolutionize them. Yeah, radicalize I mean, the Dead Kennedys again. Make Dead yeah, Kennedys them, radicalized again. Turn them, turn them back. Turn them back. Yeah, okay. To where they started. That's you cool. Know, back to their Let's Lynch the Landlord days. Oh yeah, great. Another great sentiment. Let's L L T L. Yeah, L L T L. L L L T L L L L T L. So you're a cheerleader. Uh, in a, yeah, I wasn't gonna reveal this, but yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm a cheerleader. Yeah. Well, mm. it's what led me to starting the dirty movie business, because all the, those short skirts that I was wearing, it was like, well, this is too. This is this is too. Like they look good and obviously sexualizing, but this is a sporting context. We want to divorce the two, and so I started the dirty movie business so that people could sexualize short skirts outside of a public context. Sure, and now we're getting into some backstory we didn't get into last time. Mm, mm. Well, this is you know I I really open up on this show. <laughs> this is one of the few places where I feel comfortable and unjudged enough to open up about my past. Sure, and I feel like that's I can that's a fuck you to Mark Marin. Ah, uh, look, I haven't been asked on Mark Marin, so I might also be comfortable opening up on Mark Marin as well. This is I I say it's one of the few shows where I'm comfortable opening up. It's one of the few shows that'll have me. Hence, by extension, one of the few shows that I'm comfortable opening up on. 
What? You don't think you can open up on um, what's another podcast you've been on? I, I, I haven't been on another podcast, Ross. Come on. Don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. No, I, 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 you know what? I have been on other podcasts, but not that many. And I felt comfortable opening up on all of them. Uh, it's just that there's only been a few. Sure. But you remember this one so clearly. Mm, absolutely. This one has, is definitely the one I feel most comfortable opening up on. And that says a lot about the format. That's right. I, it's a, like the real kind of, I can feel the, the sort of warmth and non-judgmental nature of this rapport. It's it's a real you know it's it's a wonderful vibe you've got going on here, Russ. See, you can say anything you want right now. You can say whatever batshit far right ideology right now, and I will just leave it unchecked. Yeah, look, I if I subscribe to that, then yeah, I'd feel comfortable opening that up. But I, as I don't, uh, I, I I won't. Sure, but you can say anything right now that's completely mm. defamatory. Uh, inflammatory. Yeah. I will just leave it unchecked. I'll just be like, "Cool, man." Yeah, yeah, and that's what I've always appreciated about you, is that I can defame and slander to my heart's content on this program. Cool, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You reckon Elon Musk is called that because he smells? I think Elon Musk is called that because his parents uh, named him. Mm. Do you don't think he has the musk of an elong? What's an elong? Well, an elong is about an elong. Uh huh. That's how long it is. You get it? It's about an elong. It's about an elong. Okay. All right. Uh, cool. Um, yeah, he smells like an elong. Ah, oh, he said it. I said it. He said it. I said it, and I felt really comfortable doing so. Cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What else about Elon Musk do you want me to say? So what's the deal? De- like, what's the deal on? What's, what's the deal on, on Elon? What's the deal on, on Elon? Uh, about 25% off? That's still way too much money. I think it is. He I needs think... to give up some of his money. Yeah, and I don't think that's slander, is it? I think he does need to give up a lot of his money. I think you should just stop blowing people up on spaceships that don't work uh, no comment let grimes be grimes let grimes be grimes be grimes let grime guns be grime guns get grimes out of here yeah we need to re- re- see after you're done re-radicalizing the dead kennedys you should re-radicalize grimes and then she can try and radicalize her husband Trust me, I think she's trying to radicalize her husband. Do you think so? I think he's ra- he's de-radicalized her. I think he's thrown so much money at her that she's like, well, I was never really a lefty anyway. I was never really a revolutionary. I just liked gadgets. And I married the gadget man. Not only did I marry the gadget man, I married the space gadget man uh, who makes cars. Or rather, who... Uh, throws money at people who can make cars and then pretends he made them. Whoa. You're calling out Grimes right now. And Elon. Mostly Grimes. Mostly Grimes. Well, see, I think because Grimes had an integrity that she she gave up, whereas Elon had no integrity to give up in the first place. You expected better of her. Which is worse. Which is worse, do you think, Russ? Having an integrity that you give up or having no integrity to give up in the first place? Which do you think is worse? 
Well, the thing is, my beliefs, mm. they kind of stir, and they come from a deep space. Deep right? space, and I'm not, I'm, I'm, Yes, I'm not afraid to, like, air out my beliefs, especially mm. in a public forum. Sure, it's sure. A, and I think that's the thing. You've got to be straight down the line. You can't down be the, narrow. Down you can't, the arrow. You can't be beating around the bush. No. You can't look like you're trying to avoid the subject. you just got to face the subject head on. That's right. And with what you've asked me about integrity, whether it's worse to ha- have had integrity but I've lost it or mm. I've never had any integrity in the first place. Shakespeare. I mean, yes, Shakespeare. When you think about Shakespeare... and all the, the question, pla- Russ. Yes, all the plays he wrote, uh-huh. Hamlet was the one, I feel, had the most structural integrity. Okay, structural when you, integrity. When you think about it. And, and that, in a way, that's almost a bit like integrity, the, okay. what you're referring to right now and in terms of like integrity that uh, you might have had in the first place but lost it, or integrity you didn't have in the first place. Yeah. And here's the thing. It might sound like I'm just going around circles mm. like a snake ch- chasing its Around the tail. bush. Yes. But uh, I'm not. I'm actually being very head-on. I'm being very straightforward right now. Down the arrow. Down the arrow. A, down the barrel of a gun. Yeah. Da 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 da. The other voice said, da da da. Oh, 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 down the barrel of a gun. And that's what I believe. Okay. Um. Cool. All right. That answers my question. It's good to know. It's good to know we've gotten to the the nitty gritty of it the all. The nitty gritty. Yes. Ben, when are we bringing back ham boys? Ham boys. Uh. Wasn't that your thing? You have final say on when you can bring up ham boys. <laughs> we're, it's both of us. We're both the uh, ham we're boys. We're the ham boys. Uh, right now. Sure. We can bring back one of our classic sketches. Uh-huh. Uh, honey, where's the ham? It's honey ham. I was once a man, but now I'm ham. And a boy. Uh, a boy. It's the Ham Boys. Classic sketches like that. And we hosted Festival Club each and every night of the Comedy Festival in the year 2001. That's right. Uh, it, was, it was a blast. Um, we had all sorts of different acts. Uh, we had Arj Barker. Okay. Is that for Dogman? No. Rough, rough. No, you're thinking of uh, of Ruffle Crow. Ah, yes, Ruffle Crow. Yeah, he got up on stage. He goes, threw a telephone at someone's head. Yeah, that was was that in two thousand and one? This is around about two thousand and one. It would have been. Do you think that was his peak? Do you think he like after Gladiator? His career just went downhill. Sure. I mean, after he threw that telephone yeah. in Gladiator, it just wasn't as interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, it was, I, I mean, that was the top IMDb goof for ages that, you know, they didn't have telephones back in Gladiator. Who cares? Just watch the movie. You know, if it's integral to the plot, then just leave it. Yeah, that's what I think. I, I, don't, I don't care. I famously don't care about details. Definitely not. I mean, I've watched that new Russell Crowe movie, uh, Unhinged. Unhinged. That's, that's you know, if there's any films that, that uh, actors are in just because it accurately describes them, then that's the one. I mean, he threw a telephone in that, and I'm like, well, oh. I already saw Gladiator. Yeah, 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 right. Okay. It's rehashing all this. This is what I mean. Korea has already peaked, you know. 
what are you, you going to do but rehash old ideas? Like, I, I just watched True History of the Kelly Gang. He popped up in a, in a bit part through a telephone. Oh, <laughs> well. What? You, you know, it's, it, again, it's like rehashing, not only rehashing the idea of throwing a telephone at somebody, but rehashing the idea of throwing a telephone at somebody anachronistically. You know, it's, 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 it's been done, you know. Have you ever listened to Russell Crowe's band? What's it called? 20 million odd grunts? 20 of odd grunts? 20 odd million. Is it like 20 tons of millions of grunts? Odd grunts. Odd Tw- grunts. 20 odd of... 20, 20 million, million odd, odd of, of grunts. Grunt. Yeah. Uh, I listened to it, and it's yeah. just sound of him throwing a telephone against a wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, the, the album cover of the, of the telephone. Yeah. 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 It's, it's almost like that man built out a career of one thing. You know how they, they, there's certain actors who are like typecast, mm-hmm. like Jim Carrey is often like, oh, he's the wacky man. You know, Russell Crowe was the throwing a telephone at, at, at just throwing a telephone guy. And that's, you know, Hollywood loved that. They were like, we can't get enough of this guy. Throw more telephones, Russell. Uh, he did. And then and we, got, did. we got tired of it. Yeah, and now like he's gimmick. just in B movies where he just rehashes throwing telephones. Throw a mobile once in a while, right? It's always the the the, the corded one. It's because they make the, the they make that little bring sound. Mm. Yeah, it does. It doesn't have that same impact when he throws the mobile. No, give it a try. Yeah. Well, there was that ad for one of those um, telephone companies who shall remain nameless. Uh, where it's like they were testing out the the integrity, the structural integrity to bring back a previous talking point of one of their solid uh, uh, mobile phones. And, it, you know, it was like, oh, Russell Crowe, he's going to throw the phone at the wall and it's going to break. And then the twist in the ad was it didn't break. It was it just remained solid. And, and, and that was uh, and everyone bought the phone. You know, because Russell Crowe threw it. And it was like that was the slogan for the company for a while. It won't even break when Russell Crowe throws it. I should have gotten that phone. Yeah. We all should have gotten that phone. Well, I did. I went as soon as I saw the ad. Uh, I was like, hell yeah, I want that phone. And so I got it. I didn't use it. I just got it. It's sitting on my wall right now. You're just waiting for an opportunity to throw it. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. When Russell Crowe comes, I want to throw the phone against the mobile phone against the wall because everyone when you know you know that thing that people do when they meet a celebrity they're like they're gonna call out their catchphrase Mm. you know and and everyone so when everyone meets russell crowe they're gonna throw a phone at the wall he's seen that millions of times i want to show that i'm a real fan i want to show that i know his his like least well-known material as well as his best known material. So I'm going to throw that edition of a mobile phone at a wall and he's going to be like, oh my God, you remembered. That was my passion. That was his passion project. It was. He, he self-funded the ad. He called the company and, and it was like, hey, you know how I've got this image of notoriety of throwing phones? Well, do I have the idea for you? And they were like, uh, absolutely. We didn't think that we'd have the budget to afford you. We actually had this idea ourselves. We didn't think that we'd have the budget to afford you. And he was like, well, it's your lucky day. I'm going to pay you to put me in this ad. And that that is history being born right mm, there. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. So that was, that was peak Russ. Peak Russell Crowe. Yeah. What's he doing now? 
Oh, he was in that film, Unhinged, wasn't he? Where? He threw the telephone. He threw the telephone. Wasn't as good. The True History of the Kelly Gang. Yeah. Threw a telephone. Um, I don't know. What else has he been in? He was, I mean, Master and Commander was a while ago, wasn't it? It was a very long time ago. Yeah. Well, they're making a sequel. Did you oh, hear that? Oh, Master boy. and Commander 2. Oh. I don't know if any of the original cast are involved, but if Russell Crowe was back in it, uh, he'd. I think, I think I read that he was only going to be in it if they let him throw a telephone again, hmm. like, like he did in the first one. Jeez. Yeah. He's Hollywood hacks. Just the same bag of tricks over and over again. That's right. Fund new ideas. Is, that's my ethos. Fund new ideas. Don't just give Russell Crowe a telephone again. Like, I think there was there was one time where he was, it was like early on, he was in Romper Stomper. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to try and subvert this up and coming phone throwing image that I have. And he threw a shoe and flopped. It flopped. They were like, great film. Why did Russell throw a shoe? He's meant to throw a telephone. It's like so close to being a five-star film from all critics. Like it was like the only film that year that Margaret and David agreed upon. And they both agreed. It was four and a half stars, half star taken off because Russell did not throw a telephone. Wow. And Margaret and David. They never agree. They never agree. Yeah. That's what made that so notable. Yeah. They always argue. There's Margaret, Margaret and David. Mm. David's so harsh. He's a bit harsh, isn't he? He's, 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 he loves cinema, though. You know, that's his, that's his saving grace. He loves cinema. His, his autobiography or his memoirs are called I Peed on Fellini. This is true. This is 100% true. Did he pee on Fellini? Yeah, he was in like a urinal at some film festival and P- Fellini walked in and he peed on him. I don't know if it was intentional or accidental, uh, but he was like trying to be a bad boy, you know. Oh, that David, he's always trying to be a bad boy. That's, that's this classic on all of his people, creative people, creative, ambitious dreamers. It's like cutting them down. It's like make Russell Crowe throw a telephone again. This is what you get mm. if you don't put Russell Crowe in a film throwing a telephone. I'm peeing on you. I'm gonna pee on you if you don't. It was, it was, you know, I, I I don't think this has been really publicly stated, but I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that David Stratton is secretly Russell Crowe's agent. Well, okay. Mm. And, and that's why the... he goes around peeing on all these creative directors for not putting Russell Crowe in their films throwing a telephone. Hmm, very, very inflammatory and defamatory. Mm. Cool, man. Yeah, allegedly in <laughs> Minecraft. I there you go. You got me with the, alle- the allegedly. Yep. You Can't. just circumvented the courts. Oh, uh, yeah. As as proprietor of the dirty movie business, I know how to circumvent courts. Believe you me. Mm. A lot of these movies are about circumventing courts. Mm. Ships. Ships. Arenas. Courtships. Courtships. It's, it's not very realistic. Yeah. And it could possibly be a little poisonous to society. I think so. I think you're right. I think. What is romance? Romance is... When something bigger than itself happens to two people. And it's a genre. Hmm. Yeah. Can Catherine Heigl be in it? You'd have to call her and ask. Mm, she's never going to be in it. Why not? 
I don't know. Believe in yourself. I don't know, Catherine Eigel. Well, what's the what's the line between self belief and self delusion? Well, I was. That's just. This is a great moment to explore that. Self delusion is thinking, "Hey, I know Catherine Heigl when you clearly don't. Self belief is being like, "Hey, one day maybe if I work hard enough, I'll meet Catherine Heigl." Sure. Okay, that's giving me something to nibble on. It's giving yeah. me food for thought. That's that's my. Do I want to meet Catherine Heigl? I mean, that's beside the point. That's absolutely beside the point. The The point is not, do I want to meet Catherine Heigl? Do I want to know Catherine Heigl? Who cares? You may one day meet Catherine Heigl if you work hard enough. That's self-belief, you know. Whether you want to or not, you work hard enough, she's going to be around the corner waiting for you. Well, you're giving me a lot to nibble on right now. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Ben! Yes, Ross? What's your obsession? I have a few. Do you want to specify? What's your flavor? What's my flavor? I think I'm like a little bit... I'm, I'm kind of... Salted... Salted chip is my flavor. Okay. Yeah. What's your flavor? Um, Craig David. Yeah, okay. How, what, what's Craig David... What's Craig David taste like? A person... Oh yeah, that's. I mean, that's 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 pretty expected. Which is not what you'd expect on this show. You'd expect the unexpected. So by providing the expected, you've given them the unexpected. So in fact, you've given them the unexpected expected. And that's all I just ask for from this show. Yeah, absolutely. I I think that you're succeeding. Just subvert people's expectations of what a show is meant to be. Mm, mm, mm. I agree. Do you subvert people's expectations of apocalypses? I think I think I do because I think I force people to question what the nature of an apocalypse is because I think the, a lot, for a lot of people the idea of an apocalypse is this sudden world-changing event that you have a you have a before and after, right? I think there's a during. I think there's an elongated during which we're all a part of right now. I think that there's it's almost indistinguishable for someone within their lifetime you know save for potentially some kind of like big nuclear attack which i think is you know it was definitely an international fear that was manifested by the the cold war but and you know world war ii but i think i think ultimately within people's lifetimes you can't notice a before and after. I think there's, 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 it's always the during. I think there's something really, uh, really juicy about that during because it's, it's our lives. You know, we're, we're not gonna be. I don't know. I, I, I like to subvert the po- while also playing into this popular image of the apocalypse and all of its, you know, imagery of foraging and scrounging and hoarding and and bunkers and and you know, wastelands and things like that. I think at the same time, it's interesting to acknowledge what are what are the things that lead up to that point? How how can you separate one moment from another? Hmm. You mentioned a Cold War. Yeah. Why do we call it a Cold War? Because it uh, had to do with a lot of freezers. You'd open the freezer and there was a dead body inside and then you were like, this means war. Sure. And it was a, it was a Russian communist. It was a Russian communist who either was dead or doing the opening of the doors. Or both. Or both. As Jim Morrison famously said. 
Jim Morrison doesn't famously say anything. No, he's dead. Yeah, and he, that's not slander. He's he is dead. He's doing the mowing now. He's doing the mowing. Yeah. Of the grass. Yeah. Oh yeah, that Jim of Jim's mowing of the, that's right. He got reincarnated as a franchise operator. Yeah, he's like, come on, baby. Maybe mow this lawn. Baby, mow can mow my grass. Come on, baby, mow my lawn. Look come at me, on. mow my lawn. My grass is getting way too high. Come on, baby, mow my lawn. And also clip my dog hairs while you're at it. Ben, yes, what Ross. have you learnt on this comedy journey? I've learnt that sometimes there's more to more there's more to Peter Fork that meets the than meets the eye. I've learnt that Kanye West uh, exists. He uh, exists. He's an artist. He's a real artist. I didn't know that before. I thought he was a character. Uh I mean, part of it is a persona. Yeah, okay. All right, all and right. And he plays into the image that he has a huge ego sometimes. See, there you go. That's, that's, I mean, where does one distinguish from the next? Sure. Mm, that's another lesson I've learned. Sure. And from this show, you, you can know for sure mm. that there's no weird facade happening. No. Everything you listen to on this show, everything you hear is 100% the naked truth. Starring Peter Sellers. Mm-hmm. Not Naked Gun. Not Naked Gun, starring Leslie Nielsen. Not Naked, starring David Thewlis. Not Naked Lunch. Not Naked Lunch, starring Peter Weller. No. Uh, not uh, Half Baked. No. Not Half Nelson. Mm-hmm. Not Lord Horatio Nelson. No. Not Horatio Hornblower. No. Not, uh, alas, poor Yorick, I knew him, Horatio, Hamlet. Mm, great structural integrity. Great structure. That's another thing I've learned on this podcast. Yeah. Hamlet, great structural integrity. Yeah. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Spoilers. Mm. Great. Uh, Gary Oldman, Tim Roth. Are they dead or alive? Uh, they were playing characters. You see, it all comes back. They were playing characters. They're still alive. Sure. Um, so they're not in the 80s band, dead or alive? No, no. Uh, Pete Burns died, though, so he's that answered that question. Sure. <laughs> Apocalypse Wow. Apocalypse Wow. That's the name of my show. I told you basically nothing about it, but... Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be spectacular. Lots of uh, funny people, including two little dickheads who we uh, name dropped earlier. Uh, it's gonna be yeah, it's good. Lots of singing, lots of dancing, uh, poignancy, and then also a disco at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if it's not on what was meant to be originally. July 22nd? It was meant to be on July 22nd. Yeah, literally a week from now. Uh, uh, 
But I don't know. Look at look for updates. On, look for updates on, on all online. my social so, social media. Follow Ben Volchok. Follow me on social media. On social media and on not on the street. Sorry, yeah, don't do that. Also, Rainbow Piss at Northcote Social Club. Oh yeah, go see Rainbow Piss at Northcote Social Club. Ah, uh, who knows? I uh, with this lockdown, if I have to move it back, but. At the time of recording, <laughs> July 27th is still the show. Yeah. What uncertain times. What uncertain times we live in. Well, let me tell you a little secret. Tell me. Well, it's not a real secret. It's an open secret. I love secret. Claire Sullivan was on this show. Oh, yeah. She was promoting her show, Toast Rat. <gasps> this was in 2020. Hi, Claire. And then a week she later. Yeah, me. She was already in the past. Never mind. A week later. Yeah. The first lockdown happened. Ah. Melbourne International Comedy Festival got cancelled. Cancelled. But. But. A year later, she put on the show and she was nominated for a prestigious award. She was. It's true. And it was a great show. So what am I saying? Uh, lockdown is good and do your show in a year and get nominated for a prestigious award. Yes. But come on and promote it on this podcast first. Then have it be cancelled. Uh. Then when you do it, you get nominated yeah. for a prestigious award. Okay. Well, well, this is great timing because it, it's inevitably going to be cancelled anyway. I'm on this show promoting it. And, uh, yeah, I'll get an award. That absolutely will get an award. <laughs> uh, if only. If only. Well, listeners, thank you for joining us and keep destroying. Keep destroying. I don't know how I feel about that sign out, right? I'm trying it out for the first time. Keep destroying. Stay destroying. Stay destroying, golden boy. <laughs> okay, that doesn't... Anyone could listen to this show. Stay uh, destroying, golden people. Stay destroying, golden children. Children of the corn. Children of the... Of men. Children of men. Children of the men corn, keep destroying. Children of corn men, stay destroying. Children corn people, I've been Ben Volchok. Keep Ross Parody. Ross destroying. destroys comedy another time. I'm Ben Volchok. I'm also Ben Volchok. Ross Parody destroys comedy!